What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the UGA Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined by my co-host, Jason Butt. Ben Bachman's nowhere to be found. It's going to be a great show. We've got Jed May filling in for us. So, uh, no, Ben will be along, I think, sometime between now and the end of the show. But I guess you guys want to talk about, I don't know, there's some, like, Manning kid in town. He's got some cool last name. His, his uncles were... Super Bowl MVPs and one Super Bowl and stuff like that. But I mean, we could talk about like, I don't know, there's tons of other things to talk about tennis, baseball. Uh, baseball. So, I mean, I don't know. You guys let us know. We can, we can touch on Arch Manning, I guess. Um, but no, in all seriousness, guys, big, huge recruiting weekend for the dogs. Uh, this was the official visit weekend that kind of locked everything in for a lot of top prospects. You know, Justice Hayes was in town, Caleb Downs. A uh, guy that I love, TJ Shanahan, was in town, uh, just a big mauler on the offensive front. And, uh, you know, you had a bunch of commits as well, Lawson Lucky, Raymond Contrell. Jed may can speak on more of that. Uh, but to start off, guys, if you're watching – oh, did I put the link in the description? Oh, let me see. Here, let me let me add the link into the description. You can join us. I, I, man, I almost messed up. I almost messed up. I just saved it, guys. I just saved it. So you can join us. By hitting that link in the description. If you don't feel like getting on the airwaves or uh, showing your face, that's fine. Put in the comment section some of your questions and we can get to them. Also, let us know where you're watching us from. We'll throw it up on the screen. Jeff Hightoff says, uh, did anything go on in this weekend in Athens? Question mark. Heard it was quiet out there. Jed May. Uh, go Nadal. <laughs> yeah. Go Nadal. I yeah. made some money on Nadal. I'm happy about that. Good good work, Jeff. Uh, I'm glad you're oh, just well, yeah. I'll give you guys my uh, my my gambling story a little later on that happened last week. But um, speaking of making money, but in terms of uh, weekend, Jed, it's pretty good one for the dogs, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the. It seems like there's always like that one weekend that's got more stars than um, than any other, and and this weekend was it headlined by, of course, Arch Manning, the guy that everyone knows about, and. Well, stop asking me and Blaine about on the uh, on the rumors versus facts show tomorrow night. And um, you know his recruitment to this point has basically been about schools getting in position for one of these officials. You know, there's Texas, Alabama, Ole Miss. Um, there's rumors of Florida trying to get in there for a minute, and now like it's pretty much down to Georgia and Texas uh, with Alabama taking Eli Holstein, and uh, and Georgia gets the first crack at it. And you know, there's so much. I mean, Blaine mentioned this on rumors versus facts last week, there was staff meetings and, and strategy meetings that going into planning out every minute of these official visits. And you figure for a guy like Arch Manning, that's, that's only doubled uh, for a guy of his caliber. So, um, but yeah, you know, like uh, Paul, you mentioned TJ Shanahan, probably the top offensive line target, Caleb Downs, top safety in the country, actually uh, talked to him a little bit ago. Um, Raylan Wilson, Michigan committed inside linebacker. I mean, there's a ton of huge names out there, even before you get to the Georgia commits, like Pierce Sperlin, Lawson Lucky, um, Ram Cottrell, and Gabe Harris, those kind of guys. So a guy like Jason Butt, who's up in Washington, D.C., doesn't follow recruiting a whole heck of a lot, follows the team. He knows who Arch Manning is. Of course. And <laughs> I, I have a question for both of you. And Because when you look at Georgia and the history of its quarterback recruiting, you, uh, we'll, we'll start back with Matthew Stafford. Uh you know, obviously, so Jed was like five. Okay. Yeah, Jed was about five at the time. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, he he was you know five star, one of the top quarterback recruits in that class. Um, 
Then you get Jacob Eason. Then you get Justin Fields. Uh, third Jake Fromm in there, but he, he wouldn't have been at the caliber in terms of the recruiting rankings, uh, just from a consensus standpoint. Where does Arch Manning fall? I mean, is, is he the best? If he Ooh. does commit, is he the best quarterback that has ever committed to the University of Georgia? I, I honestly don't know, which is why I'm asking. See, like Ooh. that's the debate is because, okay, is he the number one quarterback because he's that good or is it, is it because of his name? Like, is right. it, um, and, okay, and you add on top of that, he plays in, in a smaller classification in New Orleans. So that's just another thing that, um, comes with it. Now, I will say this: he would be the most. Um, I don't know if importance the right word, but when you think about having a Manning on your roster and everything that comes with that in terms of media exposure and, um, you know, recruiting in these next few classes, getting star receivers to come play with Arch, getting offensive linemen to come block for Arch. Um, when you put it that way, I mean, the only guy I could even think of being close to that level of importance would be Jacob Eason just because he was Kirby Smart's first class, star quarterback, billed as the savior, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, I mean, Arch would just be a, a transcendent prospect in terms of um, just the importance of the program, which is ironic because anybody else would be swimming in NIL money in that case. But with the Mannings, obviously they don't. I mean, there will be NIL opportunities, but it's not like he's prioritizing that. But, but yeah, he would be a definite, um, you know, a, a, a huge most the most important recruit Kirby Smart would have landed. I would say that there's there's different ways to look at this, Jason. I think like if you're looking from a perspective of if you're starting from Stafford, it's a little tough because Stafford was just a different type of beast Georgia hadn't seen like at the quarterback position in a long time. I'm going to take Stafford out of it though and just kind of go from Eason on. <clears throat> Eason was different in that the fact, like Jed said. He, he stayed with Georgia, stayed with Kirby Smart. Then you had Fromm, who wasn't a five-star, but obviously played a ton. I think Fields is probably, had he stayed at Georgia, that guy in terms of like production, we saw it. We saw him rise from his junior to senior year, just a transcendent level, take off to where he's, he caught up with Trevor Lawrence, which nobody thought was going to happen. He did. He made that jump. Uh, I think that in terms of just overall production probably would be fields, but at the same time, like Jed said, with the name of the Manning name, like with everything that just follows the Mannings that, I mean, his uncles, let's, let's not forget this. His uncles have a show on Monday night football that more people watch than the actual Monday night football <laughs> broadcast. And they just sit around and joke and they just, just, just do stupid stuff. Like, and, his uncles alone, they're, they're going to get asked about him numerous times. Like, let's just say that they extend that contract on ESPN for another three or four years, right? And Arch does end up at Georgia. And then Arch is a starter at Georgia. You don't think, like, after Georgia-Florida weekend, they're doing Monday Night Football, they're not going to talk about their nephew? Like, it's it's right. going to just – it's it's a snowball effect, uh, you know? But in terms of, like, overall five stars, I mean, you have Brock, you have Gunner. And then you have Arch, potentially. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, he ends up at Georgia. But that's a good question, Jason, because I, I think each one of them kind of brings their own level of production. But Manning definitely has, obviously, the name. I mean, he's got the he's got the pedigree. It's just, I'm just curious to see if he can, you know, finish it off. Eric M. coming in with Jed is the man. Uh, Max, I mean, that's a true statement. True. 
Uh, we've got Benjamin uh, Bachman waiting in the wings here. Ben, are you ready to go, bud? Are we ready to pull you in? I don't know. He's looking at his phone. I don't know. We won't pull him in yet. Um, John says, I think Gunner looked better than Manning. I think that there's a lot of people that are going to, you know, this, that, and the other pick and, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways to, to look at this, but Manning himself for this class is huge. I mean, you want to bring in wide receivers for this class, Jed, and you finally have, a, I mean, I'm not going to say finally, Cortez Hankton did a great job of developing these guys, but now you have a guy like BMAC who we know is a known recruiter. And if you're able to bring in Arch, that makes it that much easier. I'm going to bring in Ben while you answer that. Ben, good Lord. Sit back from the camera, son. You're just blinding everybody. Yeah, I mean, oh, there you are, Paul. Uh, yeah, we're not oh, having a conversation here. Just sit there in the corner. We'll get to you. There he is. Well, you look at it. Okay, the 23 class, there's a lot of these top receivers have already kind of set their sights elsewhere, like Brandon Ennis, top target, visited Alabama this weekend. But you look at the 24 class just in the state of Georgia, you've got guys like K.J. Bolden at Buford. You've got Nye Carr at Colquitt County. You have Landon Thomas at tight end, who is, I believe, the first or second-ranked tight end in the country, also at Colquitt County. And – there's obviously guys across the country, but how many of those guys are going to put Georgia either higher up on their list or on their list to begin with because they know quarterback play is 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 not a question in terms of who's going to be their guy. So when you when you uh, when you pair that with Brian McClendon's pedigree as a recruiter as a coach, because I've been at this job a year, the one question it seems like we get more than any other is when is Georgia going to land an elite receiver? Why can't well, Georgia? True. And yeah, I mean, you look at it. I mean, because last year there was so many targets, Luther Burden, uh, Shaz Preston. Oh gosh, there's more than that. I mean, there's so many of these, those really top end guys that Georgia was in on and struck out on. So you look going forward. I mean, is it a guarantee that'll change with large manning? I guess not, but it's, it's about as close to a guarantee as I think you could probably get. Uh, thanks for joining Ben. I know you had a uh, lunch date or dinner date with somebody. We appreciate you. No, 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 no. business, business, Paul. Okay. Yeah. What I tell you? Um, Jeff uh, says, how about considering the players that will come with Arch? Jalen Hale, Arch Manning, one, two combo. So the winning team gets a future quarterback and wide receiver. And then, uh, Chuck Ward says, uh, Choppy brought the heat with the Hale future cast. Uncle Zinger must be proud. You did that future cast, Ben, at 2.33 in the morning. Get oh, some damn. sleep. Get some sleep. Uh, it's it's been a struggle recently, Paul, but um, <laughs> oh, all right, now we'll get back on track. So I know previously Jed was talking about the receivers. You know, it's the one weird thing that I've seen following and covering recruiting the past few years is in-state receiver talent has been really bad in the state for several years, which doesn't make sense to me. Because I can't think of – it was Jaden Hazel and Dominic Blalock were the last time I saw any top 100 players. That was 2019. And before that, there were several years there was no elite receivers. Like Terry Godwin, I believe, was in state. They got him. Yep. There's just not that many from Georgia. And that hurts because when you look and – and I look at some of these kids and I would say some of them probably don't go to Georgia if they aren't an in-state kid. Pierce Sperling grew up in Georgia. He's been committed since he was a freshman in high school. Like stuff like that matters that you don't have the in-state talent base at receiver. And next year you do. Now this year it's interesting because I do think they're going to sign a better receiver class than they did in the previous two years. I think that's for sure. But I think next year is going to be their best one because you have like KJ Bolden, Zion Ragens is 
that's mm. one of the fastest receivers I've ever yep. seen. It, I think Jed's covered him. I mean, for a kid that freshman, sophomore year is running probably like low four twos in the 40, that's insane. Now, he's really small, but that's freaky fast. And uh, Nye Carr's out of Cold Quick County. And there's just a bunch of guys. So I think in the long term, the receiver room with Arch Manning and the in-state is going to fix itself. I don't think it's a worry. I think the biggest question mark is the offensive line going forward with recruiting. And I think Arch could help that a lot because I really don't know outside of a couple of the in-state guys like Calhoun next year, who they're really trending for personally. That's something to really watch. Well, while we watch for that, Eddie from Ackworth is going to join us. We're going to five box this thing. Just uh, go crazy with it. Eddie, what's going on? Uh, are you saving up for my steak dinner? Your hair's looking good, man. You've been yeah, the thanks. I just jumped in the pool, so sorry. A little nice. Look at that. I called it. He's in the pool. Yeah. Good Must call. be nice. So let me start this by saying, first off, I don't remember the guy's name. You all have to say it. But the 7-6 apparel, which I'm wearing right here. Oh, Chance, yeah. Okay, Chance. One of the best shirts ever right here, guys. This yeah. is fantastic. I wore I mean, this. That's showing time. off your pecs right there, Eddie. You've been working out a little bit, bud. <laughs> oh, that's, that's ancillary, Paul. I mean, don't worry about it. <laughs> I was at the beach all week, and I wore this around. And I'll tell you, an Auburn guy held the door for me because he said, you're a national champion. You deserve to go through the world first. Mm. We win. Mm. How sweet it is. Yeah. How this sweet is it is. Well, you're, you're still at the beach right now, Eddie, or are you back? No, 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 we're you? home now. We're home now. I mean, okay. Uh, yeah. So. Okay, well, that's good. Well, what do you think about Arch Manning? You think he's a good quarterback or, or what? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, we. I'll take Arch Manning all day long. I mean, and you're, you said it a minute ago, what does that bring with it? That's a wave, right? If we get Arch Manning, does Justice Haynes jump on board? Does, do other recruits jump on board? The only thing that concerns me a little bit is the attrition because there's going to be attrition, right? I mean, Arch Manning comes on board. Who leaves? Gunnar Stockton, Brock Vandergriff. There's huh. going to be attrition. That's right? interesting. That's that's interesting, Eddie, because that's exactly what I've been saying this whole time, but Ben wants to bust my balls on that. And it's going to leave you. it might leave your quarterback room a little barren. That's all I'm saying. Paul, Paul was trying to justify not taking him. There's a no, different no, no. I'm not, I'm not yeah, saying Paul, you, can't, you can't go back on it. Go ahead, Paul. I want to hear this. No, I, I'm not saying not taking him. I'm saying there are going to be ramifications if you take Arch Manning. There, that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying don't take the kid. You have to take a quarterback in every class. And if you happen to get Arch freaking Manning as your guy this year, then you take him. What I'm saying is, though, there will be ramifications from this. And then what's going to happen is next year, oh, hey, Brock's gone. Uh, you know, Carson's dipped. What do you do? You know, that's all I'm but, getting at. Paul, well, Paul if, here's if, the thing. If Arch commits and a guy leaves and Arch is coming as a freshman and these are second, third, and fourth year guys are leaving before even seeing this kid, what does that tell you about them? What does that tell you? Now, if they stay and compete with him and then leave, I get it. But if you're telling me they immediately leave, that's – No, I'm saying – No, anyway. I don't think they immediately leave. No. I don't think that. Okay, yeah. I say – if, but if Arch Manning beats him out and then they leave, Arch, Arch Manning's your guy. I, I think yeah. you, deal, I, you deal with the ramifications. You're in a great position recruiting-wise where if you keep getting great like great quarterback after great quarterback, you you deal with the aftermath, which, you know, you're not going to keep them all. Georgia's dealt with that in the past. It did hurt them, but they have more depth now to where I don't think the attrition – you're not going to have three leave at once. I think you're still going to have two to three quality guys per year, unlike in the past when when it was uh, you know you had you had Justin Fields and, and Jake Fromm and everybody knows what happened there. I, I just don't see those those kind of that kind of scenario playing out again. 
Uh, but you don't pass the opportunity to take a guy that's talented. Absolutely not. I, I just let me ask you guys a question. We're kind of putting the cart before the horse here. We are. Arch Manning is down to is excuse me if I'm wrong, Texas and Georgia, or is Alabama still in the mix? Alabama's I'm still in it, but Jed, but okay. Jed is he is he not still much of a chance official visit? So, even though Alabama I mean, it had, Georgia and Texas had kind of separated themselves anyway, but Alabama takes Eli Holstein, who's a top right. top, top, top two fifty guy, or whatever. So yeah, he's still going to take his official, I I believe, unless that gets. I mean, I wouldn't think the Mannings would, would just bail on an official, but um, yeah, it seems like it would. I, I don't think Alabama would have taken Holstein if they Arch was not if they didn't think yeah like I think they would have done what George and Texas have done which is hold out for Arch and then let those that's gotta be so weird though it. it's gotta be so weird like you're going on this official visit to like see Nick Saban and Tuscaloosa but they've already taken a quarterback and they know right. you're not yeah. really interested but you're going anyway like that you know and that could help Georgia in a scenario because he comes off this killer visit with with Georgia he comes off this killer visit with Kirby Smart and then he goes to Bama where they're like yeah, we'd like you. Like, we'd love for you to come. We've already got a quarterback. So, like, we're going to show you a little bit of love. But we've got these two five-star defensive ends that are here. We're going to show, like, a lot of love, too. Yeah, we'll show you a little. So, like, it makes that Georgia visit high, even higher than it, you know, potentially could be had Texas been the next one. So well, This one's pretty easy to me, guys. There's one number you just throw at Arch when he comes on your campus. And that number is zero right there. Zero players drafted in the NFL by Texas. Zero. Oof. Yeah, that was probably said uh, in the in Zero. the negative recruiting phase. Don't they have the richest athletics department? That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> now, that is kind of wild. Texas's counter to that is okay. That was last year, but then you look at the guys Steve Sarkeesian has had drafted specifically a quarterback, and then so that's probably where they're because I feel like that is the main reason. Texas is where it is because of Steve Sarkeesian and what he's done with quarterbacks. It's still crazy. It's still crazy to me though. That like, I just can't picture the Mannings hitching their wagon to Steve Sarkeesian. I, I like, I know I understand it, but like it's he, his pass is his pass and everybody has a second chance at life. And I, and I completely agree with that wholeheartedly, but like to hit your wagon to, yeah. yeah, To hit your wagon to that. And sorry to interrupt Paul, but, Let's remember, Georgia lost to Texas in a game nobody cared about at the University of Georgia. And what did we hear? Texas is back. This yeah, is oh, yeah. Sam Texas is back on the map. And how's that been since then? How's that been pretty been? terrible? But also, Paul, last year, Texas fans were already complaining about Sark and should we let him go because they didn't make a bowl game and lost to Texas. I mean, lost to Kansas. Sorry. Lose to Kansas and you don't make a bowl game. I understand it's a coach's first year. The Big 12 is not a good conference. You're the richest athletic department and maybe the most talent-rich state in the country, and you can't make a bowl game or beat Kansas. They lose their basketball team? Or their like a walk-on fullback walking it off against I'm so, That's just bad. It just is. I don't I – don't, Kirby made a bowl his first year. His first year wasn't great, but he was in a national championship game his second year. So if Sark isn't there, that tells – I don't want to hear the argument between the two ever in terms of a head coach. I, I right. simply put don't want to. Right. Well, then you won't have to, Ben. Damn. I'm okay. just saying, I've seen like Texas fans and people around the whole. Office. No, yeah, Texas fans are. are and kind and of I'm crazy. Just but like, you can't. But now, 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 Eddie, what you have, though, is process of elimination. We've eliminated Bama with what Jed said already. And then you talk about Texas and kind of the clutch that's going on over there. Process of elimination. He had a great visit this weekend. Arches. 
probably a dog. I mean, you know, I don't don't want to again put the cart before the horse there, but he's probably yeah, a dog. The, the only thing that comes with that is the caveat that he walks on campus at Texas. He is the man. I mean, he's he's the god. He he's the immediate starter. All that kind of stuff at Georgia. I mean, it's going to take a year or two before he's he's anything. Now, I don't know what his mindset is. I have no idea, right? But that's right. got to weigh in a little bit. You know, he walks on campus at, te- at Texas, and he's the guy. He's not at Georgia. He's just not. Yeah. Jed, yeah. You- and, you know, I, I look at it as, one, there's still, there is a chance, because we're, we're going to assume Arch Manning is enrolling early, I, I would assume. Um, yeah, I would hope so. so God. Go through spring. There's a decent chance he wins a starting job, um, and then two. I think Georgia is the the way more uh, well-rounded school because Texas again has Sarkeesian. Georgia has they don't have Sarkeesian, but they do have Todd Munkin, who has worked with good quarterbacks in his day. We Blaine has said a million times how important the college experience is. The Mannings, and you have the college town of Athens versus Austin, which undefeated. I understand it's a cool town, but it, there's so much other stuff going on besides the University of Texas in Austin, which is the capital of Texas, I think. Um, it's a cool city. Really cool development. You've got stability on the coaching staff. You've got all these other things. You've got relationships. Um, the Manning family has relationships with all these Georgia coaches, plus Matt Luke, um, who's still hanging around Athens. So you look at it from an entire, you know, the whole picture, and it seems like Georgia – is the more well-rounded choice. The question is, does that strong relationship with Sarkeesian and what he's done with quarterbacks, does that one out? I think that's, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a sell. If Sark, like if Sark is able to pull Arch Manning, that is a hell of a sell. Yeah. And I would love, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see what those two could do if they, if they really match up like Remember, that. He got you know? Quinn Ewers. That, you know, what I think is interesting. Yeah. People brought this up. If he waits until the season, it must be to see how good Quinn Ewers is. Because if he if Quinn Ewers is what he because Quinn Ewers what he's like the same ranking he was number one recruit as well yeah. in the country and he was he's a superstar quarterback so if he is developed Arch can look and say well I can be just like him now he'd probably I'm looking at the depth chart situation saying Georgia we know Stetson's gone after this year so is it's he? clear are they not going to give him another year Jason but <laughs> <laughs> they give him a seven this, why not <laughs> at this point you know, I think he's going to get a Rochester. Like I've legit been gone from Athens for over 10 years now. And I feel like he was on campus when I was there too. Like it, it almost feels like that. Like at this point, like he's back again, like there's no more classes for Stetson to take. Like it's go get your like law degree now, PhD. Like, I don't know. It just feels like we were on campus at the same time. And I graduated in 13. I don't know. It feels weird, <laughs> but go ahead with your point. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, like, it's going to be key to see his the development of Texas quarterback if he's waiting. Otherwise, I think it does help Georgia if he decides earlier. That's just my opinion because of the on-field from this past season. We've had hey, a couple Jed, of questions. Jed, I have a question for you. And, and oh, nice. Maybe this is true or not. You can verify. Gunner has basically said he is not going anywhere no matter what happens. Is that true? That has been um... – the feeling but again like kids because every kid right every kid that commits or signs or whatever yeah. is like, oh i'm not afraid of competition yeah, yeah. This, this. they they say that with the mindset of why should i be afraid i'm gonna go in there and win um so but i don't is, know but is brock, but is brock said that i haven't uh, heard brock say well, that and he actually do you have a note on gunner gunner has been recruiting arch heavily especially on really? his not this visit it was the 
Jeff, when was the last time he was here? March or April? Uh, no, he was here March 19th. Why? Yeah, so why, why on God's green earth? Him, so they were – he was recruiting them at least. So that says – Yeah, something. why? That's that's my question with Paul said. Why? That makes no sense. Like, I get it. Like, But You're why would you – recruiting a replacement, right? Yeah. No way. There's, like, but also, I, it's Athens. They're having fun. I mean – I guess that could be. I mean, so if you were also a recruit and you're, I mean, yeah. uh, Kirby's looking and saying, this guy's clowning on a recruit I want, you know, why is he doing that? Like, he wants well, just him don't to put him, just don't, don't bring Gunner around him if he's going to do that. But if, I, mean, I don't know, if you, if you feel that it's going to happen. I think it, it, like these guys, it's a different, it's different than the way we look at it, right? Like those guys, yeah, they're competing against each other, but then when they're not, on the field they're most of them get along great and they're friends with each other mm-hmm. so it's like yeah it's kind of like what jed said is okay I, I i'm the best i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna win but that doesn't mean i can't be friends and can't recruit other players out of the position i'm gonna go beat them out and then if they don't beat them out you know they're still friends but they transfer so i mean it's it's a different mindset and mentality i think for these players than than you know the way how we would look at it which is like why would you want to recruit your replacement and but but for them i, I think it you know, it's it, it, there. There is a friendship aspect. There's the human element, and then also, uh, you bring in an Arch Manning for that class, and your your Gunner Stockton in a previous class. That only helps you bring in, like we said earlier, those other players, those other pieces at receiver, at running back, at the offensive line. That you know, Arch Manning has developed relationships through the camp circuit. So that, knows, that, maybe Gunner's looked at Arch's Arch's tape and been like, "Dude, I got this guy in the bag." <laughs> like well, I, the thing is, is just quarterback is such the unique thing because like okay Jalen Walker is recruiting um CJ Allen when CJ Allen's on campus this weekend. Jalen Walker knows that him and CJ Allen could be on the field at the same time. You know, I mean running back, receiver, um, mm-hmm. offensive lineman a little not, but those guys rotate in and out. Quarterback, there is one dude on the field and barring injury, there is going to be one dude on the field all year, except for for blowout time. So it's so unique because like you said, you've got to have like Guys usually get paired up with guys at their position as hosts on these visits. So you've got say you say like you're talking about, you've got Gunner as as Arch's host, for example. I don't know who his host was, but say, hey, bud, George is great, but also it's not that great. You know, like what what's what, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's, right. what, what can you say when you're in that position except recruit him and then let the chips fall where they may? And if he comes to Georgia, then you you compete and beat them out. I mean, that's what all these guys come here to do with. I mean, Gunner came here to compete with Brock, knowing Brock was here. So what's one more guy, um, you know, thrown into the mix to try to beat out? So you guys may have addressed this before I came on, and I apologize if you did. But how does the NIL weigh into this decision for Arch Manning? Does the NIL benefit him more at Texas or more at Georgia? Or is it about even? For Arch, it's not really NIL, I wouldn't say. Well, um, I mean, come on, that's got to weigh into his thinking. That's got some meat. Like, I, I get where everybody's saying, like, it's not it's not the number one thing. Yeah, he's not growing up like how I did in, like, a two-room shack with my mom and my sister. Paul. Like, he's not doing that. But he's also, money, it's millions of dollars. Well, Paul, yes. he, here's the thing. Georgia is within, I mean, Athens is within, what, an hour of Atlanta. And then you also have Austin's yes. fairly big city. So they're remarkable cities. But if you get Arch Manning, Companies are going to come at you regardless. There's always this notion kids are going to get paid to go to a certain school, pay for play. They're, you know, NIL swaying kids to certain schools. Wherever Arch goes, he's going to get millions of dollars. He probably already has an agent, goes. honestly. So does that, does, is that irrelevant? 
Texas. I, 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 think, I think it's irrelevant. Because okay. I think yeah, he's going to make a big amount either way. Yeah, I um, think when you're a kid like Arch Manning, like Ben said, the NIL is going to come to you whether it's no matter where it is. I mean, okay. the companies might be different, Texas specific. Like, okay, if he goes to Austin, he'll get a Whataburger deal. And if he comes to Georgia, he'll get, I don't know, Zachary's. whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, like, but that, but as far as, I mean, I don't think, I honestly don't think it weighs into his decision much at all. Cause like I said, he's going to get it either way. Um, he might even get like national deals, Eddie, with like his yeah. uncle doing like Monday night football stuff or like commercials for that. Cause we talked about that before you got on. Like, yeah. His uncles, if they sign a, a longer contract, which I don't know if they are or not, um, their Monday Night Football broadcast was great. And by and then, the way, I, just to interrupt you, that is one of the best things I've ever watched on Monday Night. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I think it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. I, those guys get it. They are so fun, and they make Monday Night Football fun. Yeah, because Monday Night Football is normally picked well before the season, unlike Sunday Night Football, which Sunday Night Football is like the best game of the week. Monday Night yeah. Football, it's like – the Ravens versus the Browns, you know, right. just two trash, terrible franchises. That was a great game. That was a great game. I did Lamar, that because Ben's pants. a Ravens yeah, guy. And Ben's a Browns guy. Guy. I, I try to be a Browns guy, dude. It's really hard. It's, <laughs> you're really, really bringing me down nowadays. But, no, I mean, it, it, but Paul, Paul, I just noticed something also. Do you remember, um, Who's a quarterback for Clemson? DJ, I'm not going to pronounce his last name. DJ, you. The Dr. Pepper commercials before he ever even started for Clemson. So that's yeah. a big national thing. Millions. So Arch, some teams or some companies are going to be like, okay, let's take a chance on him early. Well, his last so we can I, lock it down. I'll say this real quick. I think that's going to change because I, I think yeah. last year, you're exactly right. That proved that the DJU, I'm not going to say his name either, they gave him millions of dollars and that did not pan out for them at all. And, and oh, well, I think you think companies are now backing off and saying, hey, let's see how this kid does first before we give him all this money, right? I mean, you because can look back at, like, the top out. 10 kids that got NIL deals last year, and I want right. to say, like, six of them were quarterbacks that weren't starting at their school by the end of it. And the yeah. other four were, were not good, you know? JT <laughs> got a lot, and he didn't end up finishing the year. It's a Rattler, start. right? Spencer I mean, Rattler. I mean, yeah, you could like the commercials at week one and week two. If you go back and watch those now, you're like, wow, those companies really kind yeah. of jumped a gun on NIL. And you're right, Eddie. I think that I think that's a huge kind of uh, wait and see. Maybe we don't see the NIL deals pop out until like week six, until it's like, all right, you're guaranteed the starter because right. uh, or you get end up in a situation like you did with DJU with Dr. Pepper, where they're like. We can't even show these damn commercials anymore, guys. We spent $20 million on these, and this kid's throwing interceptions against Pitt. You know, like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, we could have been better with, with little midget hands picket uh, <laughs> instead, you know? You can't say midget, Paul. Come on. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. Any small Little hands. people hands midget. Or, excuse me, little people. <laughs> wow. wow. All right, this is getting out of hand. Got off the rails. Oh, boy. They're, they're going to report us. We're not going to make any money on this one. Oh man, uh, let's uh, let's let's uh, Eddie. Anything else from you today, Eddie? No, I, I appreciate it, guys. This is a lot of fun. I really appreciate you letting me come in, it's, it's Eddie. Man, we, you're you're welcome anytime, brother. And we'll let Chance know too uh, about the shirt and um, just save yeah, your pennies. Dude, this thing, this thing is. I love it. It's just. Fantastic. I mean, you're looking. You're you looking. Don't yoked up, dude. Just walk around like this, right? I mean, you don't have to say a word. How many how many rounds has been you and been in a boxing match 
How many rounds has been? No, I'm not experienced. I, I I'd take him in like four. Uh, I'd stay around a little bit, but if I stay you're, on my feet, I have a third degree martial arts black belt. So we'll you're see. done, Ben. You're yeah, done. Twenty five seconds. Oh, I thought my box because I think I'm quick. That, that's why I could just stay hang in there. For a little Let's bit. do it. Let's do it. Ben, I would. I will pay good money to set that up, bud. So, I'll pay good. So, You'll owe me a steak, and Ben, you'll owe me a, a boxing match. That'll An ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Eddie, we'll see you next week, man. Thank you, guys. Man, Dude. you suck, Paul. Like, honestly, straight up, you suck. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I bring up the boxing thing. I have no idea, right? And then he's a third-degree mark. Dude, he would whoop your ass in less than 30 seconds. There's no Jeez. Oh, that resume. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that escalated really <laughs> Like, he looked yoked as hell on that shirt. Bro, he's knocking your ass out in 30 seconds. Yeah, Guaranteed. you're trying to set me up. I'm not what trying to set you up. I'm just letting you know. Like, you're setting yourself up for steak dinners and for me to – I don't even <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. We've had a lot of comments come in, guys. Um, I don't know. It, it, it threw me off right there with the whole – I was talking about Kenny Pickett's hands, and you shouldn't. I shouldn't have – um, Jeff says he's a millionaire already and it doesn't even matter. Talking about Arch, Arch isn't a millionaire yet. Yeah, I think his, his dad is, but I don't think Arch is correct. And, and again, like what he's not gonna make some great investments in, like, you know, his Cooper his is good on class. Coop, Coop, Cooper's hosted some game shows. I mean, he he, he has some endorsement deals, and, yeah, but like um, just because the his whole dad family, money. yeah, the, the whole family's rich as hell. I mean, they, they all have money. Yeah, but, that, hey, but, but I mean, some are definitely like Peyton's definitely got the most of the bunch, but and they but all it, does, it, it really doesn't matter because guys like Arch, it goes back to um when, when I talked to Matt Hibbs, uh, the Classic City Collective, guys like Arch are going to have representation from the get go, so he's not going to have to go seeking, he doesn't even have to go to the collective, he's not going to be one of those guys, he's going to have a big time rep from. The agency, most likely, that's Rep the Mannings, his whole career, and those opportunities are just going to fall in his lap. He's going to sign, and that's a wrap. That's it. And and so uh, it, it's not going to be an issue like maybe some of those high four-star guys who are good, but they're not going to be targeted by NIL. They're going to have to seek their opportunities, hope to land an opportunity. That we covered it. Arch doesn't have to go any. He doesn't have to go to Georgia or Texas to get NIL. He's going to have NIL come to him, and he and he's going to probably get some really really good opportunities because of his last name. What's funny? Easy E for life says, oh, "Let's just hope Texas is not courting Elon over <laughs> Tesla or SpaceX to sponsor Arch." <laughs> Tesla's based in Austin suburbs now. Just joking, but who knows, dude? That would be wild. I know it's like they have face, no... is now like the new face of the Twitter app. Right. It's yeah. He's on Twitter and SpaceX. With, with, yeah. with the hook'em. Yeah. Yeah. Arch's oh. face with the hook'em. And it's, the, it's the new uh the new launch pad or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Just let NIL go wild. He's on the side of spaceships now. Um, Marlon Green. Ooh, this is a question for you here, Jed, since uh We'll get this. He says, TJ Shan, talking about TJ Shanahan, gives me Sawyer vibes. I really hope we get this one. Dude, Marlon Green, before I send this to Jed, you are 110 trillion percent correct. This dude's a bad man. Bad man. Day one, bad man. Jed. Yeah, I mean, and it's similar, too, because, like, he's he's – it's so, it's so stupid to say physicality when you're talking about alignment. But like, he does. He just plays, like – like Jamari, like Jamari Sawyer played, and he's got the frame where he can play guard or tackle. He's really good. And Georgia's done just 
yeoman's work to get in this recruitment because he's a guy he's from Orlando, lives in Texas, Texas, Texas A&M, all these schools are in on him. And all of a sudden he comes to Georgia for G-Day and it's like, whoa, like, where did this come from? And Georgia gets the first official. Sounds like it went well. Uh, Roddy posted that note about the food trucks last night and um, somebody said Shanahan probably went to all three of them. Uh, so uh, we know he was fed Dude, pretty look well. Look at man. this. Look at this. Like, look at this guy. He is about to be a senior in high school. He looks like he's 27. Could you imagine stepping up against this guy in high school football? Yeah. And he's just, he's, he mauls people. Like, all the highlights I see, he just destroys people and he plays. That's a grown well, man. He has two cross earrings in like his ears. School, like, Texas high school football is not a joke. So, Paul, he's not, a grown man. That that's a bad because he has earrings. Like, no, <laughs> like, that, like, like really the hair. Like, I've heard he's got a mustache. He's got oh, a full beard. This that's this a is grown. a grown man right here <laughs> with the earrings instead of the beard. Oh, he's I got the so earrings. Funny. That's a grown man, really, Paul. Come on, grown man, and like that's a grown man. His people make this assumption that, oh, he's from Texas. He's going to go to one of the Texas schools. But like I said, he's not from Texas, so it's not like oh, he has to stay home. So. I mean, I think at this point, because Georgia's offensive line emits, you got Bo Healy, um, who's actually took an official to Nebraska this weekend. And then you got Ryquez McEldery, who everyone knows Alabama and, and Auburn are after. So outside of that, like the offensive line, like there's not a ton of super top talent, especially guys that could play outside that Georgia is is really in on. So to land TJ Shanahan to, to be a foundation of this offensive line class would be massive, especially given where it looked like Georgia was in this recruitment, I don't know, six months ago. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Ward says, maybe Athens Ford will put Arch in a new Raptor and take Roddy out of his demo. I think Roddy bought his car, Chuck. I think he did. Might have got a good deal on it. But speaking of uh, Raptors, did you guys see Nolan Smith's Raptor? That, did nice. you guys see that? It is really nice. Uh, no, I didn't see it actually. Oh, Jason, I'm gonna have to pull this up too. Another yeah. if I can. Sorry, sorry, Smith, sorry. Uh, Raptor. I think Athens Ford, or I don't. I don't want to. No, I don't want to say which Ford it was. I don't want to be that guy because it. They're all different. Um, who did this? Uh, I don't know. It's really sick though. Uh, it's all a YouTube video. It's gonna. It's gonna mess up if I put it on here. But oh, basically, so cool. these guys, it was. It was Aikens Ford and Winder. Uh, customized a Ford Raptor. Guys, if you're on your uh, computers or anything like that, just type in Nolan Smith Raptor. There's a YouTube video, it's 15 minutes long, that shows the whole thing. But dear God, like they put Georgia uh, emblems inside the uh, brake lights and deck this thing out. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's, it's my dream truck, uh, you know, in terms of just like actual monstrosity. And Nolan Smith got it for free because he, he did a video with him for 15 nice. minutes um yeah thank you easy tj is a unit he's a grown man he's like that uh i forget what movie is that is it where he has the he has the paper and he's, it says i am seven on it what movie is that? oh it's um is it bench warmers yeah it's bench warmers where like yeah. he, he shows in the paper he's like i am seven there's like a that's 20 dollar bill like full of yeah <laughs> yeah that's tj shanahan like getting on the field next year in high school i am senior like and just hands it to the ref and goes out there and does his thing that's a grown man. Speaking of other guys that came into town, not named Arch or TJ Shanahan or CJ Allen, who we touched on. And I don't want to touch on everything because you guys have a huge rumors verse facts uh, show tomorrow, Jed. And I appreciate you stepping on with us, especially with Ben having a, uh, a business dinner uh, to attend to before you could get on here. 
um, in terms of commits, guys, Pierce Sperlin, he looked a lot bigger than I uh, had seen him in lat his last few photos. So he's getting bigger. Raymond Cottrell, Cottrell, how do you say his last name, Jed? Thanks, Cottrell. Um, is a huge proponent for UGA football, uh, recruiter for sure. Lawson Lucky has been committed, it seems like, forever, just like kind of like Sp Pierce Sperlin. Um, anybody that showed up that you were like, oh, wow, I'm pleasantly surprised to see this guy in Athens or anything like that? Um, I don't know about pleasantly surprised because, I mean, the, the, the recruiting staff here has, has done a great job of, of just – you know, compiling lists of guys that are going to be here and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think, and I told this to playing the other night, the guy I'm really interested to watch is Raylan Wilson. He's inside linebacker. He's about one, like 20 in the nation or something. Committed to Michigan, had Georgia and Michigan in his top two in December. Chose Michigan, obviously. But Glenn Schumann went to a school in January. He visited Georgia for a weekend, unofficial in March. And uh, obviously is back now. So, because last time Georgia hosted a commit on campus, it was Justin Ritt, who decommitted about 12 hours into a visit for G Day and then to Georgia a week later. So, um, Coach Donnan always says, follow the visits. He's been in Athens. Braylon Wilson's been in Athens a lot. Um, and, I mean, what, what position coach in the country can sell development at the inside linebacker position better than Glenn Schumann when he had three guys go in the first – Three or four rounds. You had Roquan, who was a first rounder. You had, if you want development, look at what he did with Tay Crowder. Dude was a running back, and you <laughs> turned Tay Crowder into a, a starter for the Giants. So, uh, you look at development. There's no one in the country better than Glenn Schumann. So, I'll be interested to keep an eye on Raylan Wilson to see does he decommit in the next few days? Does he straight flip? That's that's you know Michael Williams did that last year. So, uh, he's a guy to to keep an eye on. That's a guy I'm interested to watch. What's funny is I have a, a half brother that lives down in Florida, goes to Venice High School with Damon Wilson, and he just texted me and said he's a bulldog boy. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "Go look at his Instagram," and it says "Path Chosen." I was like, "No, chill out. He, he it's just it's just his Instagram photo." You, yeah, had me a little worried there that we'd miss. Yeah, I know, man. I'm I'm texting right now, like, "Chill out." He's like, "Go look at his Instagram." I'm like, "That's not how that's not how recruiting works." He's no. go look at his other photos, but Damon Wilson's a guy. Mm -hmm. uh, from Florida that, that George is in on as well. Scared me a little bit there. Sorry, I had to get that out there. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That, that is that is kind of the one um, surprise because we were, we were actually trying to figure out the, the big group picture in the stadium. We're like, who's this guy standing behind Caleb? Yeah. That turned out to be yeah. Damon Wilson. Um, but one of those guys, a big, really is a, a edge dude, really big and long, just like all these guys that Shadar Uzo Dribe keeps offering. They all have the same, you know, about 6'6", six, six, about 225, 230 pounds. These big, long, rangy guys. Damon Wilson fits them old. So. Paul, he was there for like four days. So he was there long. I mean, he was on an unofficial. He was there for longer than the people that were on the official. Because he came in on Thursday. So that's something yeah. that's interesting to me. Because I had no idea he was even going to show up. Yeah. So that was interesting. He's, uh, he's one to watch, you know, moving forward. Uh, this is uh, this is kind of what we'll finish. Did you just turn your light off again, Jason? Just no, I mean, that same thing happened like that one day. Hold on, <laughs> I think it's time to uh, move oh, out of the house, Jason. This the second, yeah, I don't know, know man. Intruder yeah, it's time to move out, bro. It's I know, man. No, 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 I got a ghost in here. <laughs> it's time to move out, bro. That's just <laughs> nobody's in there. Um, it's crazy, it's crazy. Another bro. comment here, uh talking about we'll wrap this up those white uniforms with those white helmets man like 
I I don't know, guys. The white helmet threw me off, man. I'm not gonna lie. Those threw me. I love. I actually like the white pants, but I don't know about the white helmets. You wonder because I remember hearing or not like seeing someone on the board post months ago, just pure speculating Georgia playing Oregon to start if Nike with the Phil Knight connection would would come up with some kind of Georgia alternate. Could it be? I don't know. Probably not because we've all we've all seen uh, how this fan base reacts to alternate uniforms. But it was very like you said, Jason. It was very like jarring to see because usually like it was like last summer with the red pants it was, mm-hmm. it was julian humphrey or someone broke out the red pants i think it was i think it was julio yeah was it yeah i can't remember was it red on what red? was it red on red jed yes yeah no okay. picture, but then it was like because they wore the red pants against uh arkansas with the throwback uniforms a couple years ago but i think those were just like the regular ones but red and then you get the black jerseys but it was like the <laughs> The people on our message board are so like they zoom in, like, okay, it's the it's not the 2020 black jerseys with the dog collar, it's the regular black jerseys. And it's like, oh God, does it they're not gonna wear them? Like, does it that's the part that gets me though, is that they yeah, have all these, these combinations for these recruits, and then in the games they're just wearing the yeah. traditional I mean, I guess, like, if you're a recruit, I mean, there's no like because I've always wondered at what point do recruits see that like that you're never gonna wear this stuff. So, but also, like, I mean, there's no harm in dressing up in uniforms you think are cool. But it's all, but it's, but it's also like taking up space in your equipment room to have all those helmets and things like that. Like, just to not have. Okay, so here's, I guess, here's my, here's my question on that. There's two part question. Do they, do they ever wear the all or next year? Do they wear the all white? So white pants, white jersey, white helmet. Yes or no? No. no. I'm gonna go with no. I would say No. no. I would think that's more likely than wearing a white helmet, though. Okay, so and then my next question is: Do they next year wear a white helmet for any game? No, I don't think so. I, I find I it funny so. that Georgia fans care the most about uniforms compared to every team in the country. Maybe because I fought, but I just noticed that no other teams ever care about uniforms. They're just like whatever's mm-hmm. out there. That's well, not like Georgia's the, always like one is black. It's like a countdown every week, but the black uniforms, and it's like once every couple years they bring them out. And so I'll spread universally known that they're coming out that week anyway. Yeah. And Georgia's red and black too, like red and black. They should wear the black at least once a year. They should do like the biggest home game. Like that's what well, I would do. I because I think that would just make it a little bit cooler. But do you have an apple in your hand, Ben? Yeah, dude, this is a big ass apple. <laughs> what are we doing here tonight? What are we doing, bud? That needs to be the title of the show. <laughs> dude, do you have an apple in your hand? So, I mean, you look at uniforms. Okay, what are the two most <laughs> Maligned alternate uniforms Georgia's worn in the past 20 years. The Grambling one. Florida with the black helmets mm-hmm. and the Power Ranger ones against Boise State. Power Both Ranger. of those obviously featured an alternate helmet. Granted, Georgia got shellacked in those games. That didn't help. But I don't know. I don't see as as uh as much as Kirby Smart has resisted screwing with the uniforms, like messing with a helmet would be a huge step to take for him, I think. White pants, I could, I could see that. Yeah, possibly. I, I think, think, I think if, if they just did the uniform, if they were like, they don't have to be Oregon, but if they were like a lot of the other teams and wore alternates every so often, I don't think the, the fans would get used to it. I think it's the fact yeah. that they've been so traditional for so long. Uh, it's programs like that where I think where what Ben said is you, you know, people start to wonder when are we going to do this, when we're going to do that, and then you have the traditionalists who're like, no, don't change anything, but. You know, once you go that route, like Michigan's gone that route now, where they don't wear the same uniform every week. When they used to wear literally the the blue and the and the maize and the 
white in the maze. And now, you know, Ohio State does that. So you look around the country, you really only a handful of teams, you know, Georgia, Alabama, those are the two that come out. I think I don't think Texas messes with their uniform often. Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 USD. Oklahoma did that like cream thing. Yeah, those uh, I like yeah. Those. I like those. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, they did. Okay. Um Penn State's pretty straight up. Penn State, yeah. USC. Uh, I don't think USC messes with theirs. I'm not Yeah, USC to... might have had like a black jersey once. I don't think so. But who watches yeah. USC anymore? Like, yeah, that, that's you true. Know, I mean Pac twelve. So, yeah, everybody at Florida has uh, a number of options now, <laughs> you know. So I'm not laughing at you, Jay. The yeah. is coming. I'm about to put on the screen. Oh, nice. Jim, Jim Hightower says you get that app with the Holiday Express with that girl from a few weeks ago. <laughs> the, the bot, the bot got in touch with my address, Paul. I, I still so Jed, you know, Jed, so there was this yeah, girl. Please that came, in, please. Yeah, yeah. So there was this girl that came in. And talking about how how Ben had broke her heart and how this she was so sa- sorry that she, this was the only way that she I could apparently left my bill at at the yeah so he left his, what, this, what, what's even the, the place called it Motel, was six. Motel, Motel Six Motel Six the Motel yeah. Six I didn't know what the Motel Six was I don't care if I sound dumb saying that but and so anyway so, so Ben was Ben was convinced to come on live. Jed, Ben was convinced that this was a bot, right? So I timed out the, I timed it out. So like it was timed out for five minutes. If it was a bot, it would just go away. I did not know Julie Lee. That woman also looked like. Oh, you remember her name? Profile picture. What do you think? I'm going for cougars. You remember her name? So she comes back, Jed. Like, why did you time me out? I'm still here. You you left your belt at the Motel Six. Like, why did you do this, dude? It was a hoot, man. Oh, and then like Gwen Mercer said, she uh, she left lights on for him over there. (laughs) i'm assuming i'm assuming ben you've gotten back in touch with her and everything's kosher and that got your belt back. Not come on the show got anymore, the belt right? back, yeah the belt is in the mail i mean i started getting some no call or id calls <laughs> in the days following this so something is fishy here paul i think you could be in on this that, that's what my <laughs> Oh God. Oh man. If I did that, that would be, that would be one of my greatest accomplishments, but no, it's not me. I promise you she's real and uh, she'll, she'll be like, um, she's real and she's spectacular. Yeah. But now that you've been in touch with her, she have to, that's not her only way of communicating with you as the show. So glad you talked to her, but that was pretty good, Jeff. Uh, we appreciate that. Here we go again. The ghost came back. Dude. Jace. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. You need to, somebody help this guy out, man. Oh boy! Um, with oh, that, wild. guys, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up before Jason is uh, taken away by ghosts yeah. in his house. Um, thank you so much to Jed May for stepping in uh, when others couldn't or others wouldn't. You know, um, on you know, I don't know the biggest recruiting weekend that Georgia's had. You know, I don't know. Um, we appreciate you being here right at eight o'clock and, and helping us out, man, um, and, and staying and, and hanging out with us the whole time. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, if we're gonna start telling Motel Six and ghosts and whatever, like I gotta be here more often. This this show's pretty fun, Jen. I'm not gonna lie. We we have uh, we have we got some we've got some hardcore followers. Uh, we make fun of Ben a lot, and Paul says the stupidest things I've ever. I say some pretty dumb stuff to really be oh. a devil's advocate. He eats his, he eats his frozen and... pizzas at nine o'clock, so he he rushes off to eat his frozen pizzas. Those yeah. crappy tombstone pizzas. No, I, I would oh. never eat a tombstone. Never eat a tombstone. I'd rather eat What's the one that you get? You get the Aldi one, right? Yeah, the Aldi, the Aldi deep dish. Yeah, uh, yeah. never, never. Eat nine o'clock. 
Like, I, 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 I don't care, Paul. I'm You're never going to live that down. Get off this show. Yeah, Jed's about to eat right I mean, now. Calm down, Ben. Between Calm interviews down. and writing stories, I hadn't had any time to freaking eat. Guys, we appreciate you joining us for this uh, crazy Arch Madness weekend. I'm going to put in a prediction on Rivals at some point. might be tomorrow for Arch Manning on his school of choice. Uh, so maybe stick around and, and see that. Why are you looking at me like that, Ben? Like you're side eyeing me a little bit, like, like a cat or something like that. Like you want? Because I'm I'm curious. I mean, you're curious. All right, like well I that's said, cool. You, you, you don't can, want them. You, th- you you were trying to justify one day why the fans wouldn't want them. So very interested. Very guys, interested we appreciate you so much for watching. If you could, oh, uh, I just that up. Look, man, appreciate you, Toby. You can't call another man out for his pizza. Exactly, damn right. You can't. Easy Eve says, Toby, great don't show. don't defend them. Been been the heartbreaker, rainmaker, great show, guys. Um, oh, this guy said thank you better than the NBA Finals. Nice. Oh, oh, do you guys want to hear my betting story or? or yeah, you know? yeah, real quick. As long okay, as so real, real quick, real quick. So, um, your boy got down bad on basketball last week. Uh, yeah, and I so that. I found that you could on this thing. I found you could go into a casino, like a virtual casino, and play blackjack. So. Your boy got back, right? So I was like sitting there one night. I was up like, you know, a little bit of money. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and just play while my wife watches TV. We're hanging out. And I'm playing $10 a hand, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Next thing you know, I accidentally hit the $100 button, dude. Boom, your boy gets a 12 thrown at him. I say hit, 22. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to get this back. Throw another 100 on it. Boom, 12 again. Hit 22. $400 was gone in three minutes. I immediately sat up and went and vomited. My wife was like, are you okay? Uh, and I had to, to tell her what had happened. I did not mean to do it. Uh, so, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was rough. It was rough. That's terrible, man. Yeah, it was bad. It was really I mean, bad. if Paul puts in his pick now at this point for Georgia, I'm just going to future cast him to Texas. It's a lot. Can I send us all story if uh yes. if I'm a special guest okay so at the beach one time we took one of those little casino cruises where you go out in the water and you just go oh, around yeah because you have to go out in the water right yeah exactly so um this is actually a story for my dad i was on a boat but i was somewhere else but this guy their player playing it's probably like like you said paul probably 10 15 dollars a hand except this guy was playing probably 50 or something so they get toward the end and they you know they make the announcement we're going to be in waters in like 10 minutes so this guy puts like Three hundred dollars on a hand, and because the so he gets, he gets like a pair of. No, he got an eleven. He got an eleven, and the dealer had a six. No, no. Well, you got you got a double. Yeah. So this guy, he didn't have any more. He didn't have any more money. He pulls money out of his wallet, and throws it on the table, and doubles, gets like a three, and the de- <laughs> the dealer had an ace under the six, and and mm. one was <laughs> one was seventeen. And the guy Ben, you wouldn't know anything about that, Ben. Gambling. Yeah. I win. So my my story's not even allowed. It's just straight up winning. You're not even allowed. You should learn. You should learn, Paul. You're not even allowed in the club. You're not even allowed how to win apples from the Motel Six. (laughs) With that, guys, we appreciate you so much. Hit that like button. I'm Paul Harry, Jed May, Ben Bachman, Jason, but that's around the horn. We'll be back next Sunday, Knuckleheads.